Today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. The more than 2,000-page final report lays out a number of policing and government failures, which the commissioner says if were addressed, they could have prevented the need for the Emergencies Act to even be considered. Justice Paul Rouleau added some of the emergency powers appeared to go too far, like the ability for bank accounts to be unfrozen if protesters walked away from the demonstrations. The Prime Minister says he was pleased the Commissioner raised the issue. There are things to learn on how to do this better if ever a government has to face a similar situation. Um, but we were incredibly thoughtful about how to make sure we could end this challenging situation as quickly and as safely as possible. The final report lays out 56 recommendations across a number of categories, including on policing, intelligence gathering, and reforms needed to modernize the act. Kyle Benning, Global News. So where do we go forward here and how do we go forward here? There's a, a soon-to-be-published op-ed piece that I think touches on some of the key points that uh, Justice Rolo talked about. Uh, and uh, the author is uh, Nomi Claire Lazar, who is a research council member with the Public Order Emergencies Commission, also a professor in public and international affairs at the University of Ottawa, author of a book called States of Emergency in Liberal Democracies, which I think is very germane to this discussion as well. Uh, the uh, title of the op-ed piece is uh, After the Rollo Report, An Action Plan for Canadians. Uh, and Professor Lazar joins us here on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Uh, Professor, thank you so much for the time. Uh, and thank you for taking the time to write the uh, the piece here. I think it's, it's very poignant and uh, uh, something that we need to be looking at here. Well, thanks very much for the invitation, Bill. I do think that we're at a moment now where... We have this report in front of us, and for the last few months, we've been looking backward, uh, trying to gather the facts, what what has uh, you know what what happened, trying to assess, trying to analyze. But now that the report is on the table, in a sense, the ball is in the court of Canadians, and so I think it that we should be taking this moment to think through what we as Canadians want to see uh, happen next. Uh, now, it occurs to me before I say anything further that uh, that you did mention that I was a member of the Research Council of the Commission. But uh, while I'm speaking with you today, I am speaking uh, with my professor hat on. And what I say, <laughs> well, these will be my views and not the views uh, necessarily of the commission. Well, exactly. And, and as you pointed out, uh, you know, the commission, that, that was a recount of what happened in the response to it. Uh, your piece is, is what do we do now? And, and one of the first elements you talk about here is Parliament needs to respond to this report. And, and by that, I assume you, you mean not by, you know, little, you know, witty cracks during question period to try to, uh, you know, uh, undermine the government or embarrass the government, to have an honest look at this and say, okay, fine, you know, we, we had some shortcomings here. Maybe, maybe the legislation itself, the Emergencies Act, uh, is, is, you know, maybe in need of, of a tune-up here too. But you, you have to have an objective look at, at where we are before we can get an understanding as to where we're going to go, don't you? Absolutely. Now, when I say that Parliament needs to respond to the report, uh, th this is a tricky thing with commissions of inquiry. Very often, a commission will table a report and the government says, thank you very much, and they uh, file it in a drawer somewhere and nobody hears anything further after that. Uh, so while Commissioner Rouleau did make a recommendation that Parliament uh, formally uh, respond and make a plan with respect to what they're going to do. Uh, that doesn't mean they have to accept his recommendations, but that they should respond to them. Parliament isn't actually under an obligation to do that. So that's the first place where we as Canadian citizens uh, have, you know, where we could step up to the plate. So if we uh, care about this stuff, and we should, because states of emergency are really these 
uh, points where the rule of law is either upheld or it's not. Like this is real critical stuff. So if we Canadians care, we should be keeping an eye on how Parliament responds and contacting our members of Parliament and demanding that they take this uh, seriously. So that that's sort of point one of the action plan. Keep an eye on the ball. Keep an eye on your MP and demand uh, a response. One of the things I found fascinating about the report, and I think uh, when he was uh, Justice Morello was making his presentation the other day, uh, he touched on this. Is you know the conclusion he draws here that, that the government was was most likely you know they met the threshold, so that's fine. But uh, I, I'm glad that he took the time and the commission took the time to actually you know uh, drill a little deeper and say, okay, maybe they met the threshold, but. Let's talk about the circumstances that put the government and put the country in the position that they were in, that, the, that, that this emergency act had to be used. And, and I think that's an important part of this, uh, you know, but, and not just the actions of, of the truckers, the protest or what happened at the Windsor border, but the way in which politicians reacted to that. That's quite right. And I, I think there are two key points there. One is that uh, in the recommendations, uh, uh, Commissioner Rouleau uh, makes a number of suggestions with respect to better coordination across the Federation. That is going to be very tricky in part because the report was tabled with the federal parliament and there's no real obligation on the part of the provinces or municipalities or uh, indigenous nations to come to the table if they don't want to. So those are going to be really hard reforms to implement. But there's another piece here that I think we need to pay attention to, and that's that in all the flurry over the Federal Emergencies Act, and, you know, is this, you know, people asking, is that, does this mean we're, it's going to be easier to declare states of emergency in the future and all of this? Canadians have forgotten that there are a lot of states of emergency in Canada, but they generally happen at the provincial and municipal levels. Now, what's concerning about this uh, is that if you look at the provincial emergency legislation, there are almost no safeguards and mechanisms of accountability at all. So whereas this federal act has all of these safeguards uh, written in, such as, for example, the, the commission itself, and that's not the case at the provincial level. So especially as we're looking at a future, a climate change future, where we're likely to have more and more natural disasters, where politics is becoming more fraught, uh, uh, so it, it, where we're likely to have a sort of cascade of crises, many of which are going to be dealt with at the provincial level, do we want to be heading into that future without taking a close look at that provincial legislation and making sure that it uh, that the rule of law will be uphold, upheld to the extent possible uh, when that legislation is used. So I would say that's sort of point two, but maybe it should even be point one for Canadians. Take a look at your province's emergency law, talk to your member of, of provincial parliament, and uh, press for change there, because that's the scary point right there, is that emergency legislation at the provincial level. Time and time again, as the commission was was going through its its work, uh, was the reference to the act itself, to the Emergencies Act, and and you know we're almost patting ourselves on the back and said, well, you know, this is an update because the War Measures Act is just too far to one side, too draconian, gave too much uh, unwielding power to governments. So we finished, and and we've we've you know taken some of the sharp edges off this. Uh, but in in the piece that uh, it's going to be published in the Star that you've written here, uh, you also talk about maybe we need to look at the Emergencies Act itself and and specifically uh, something that came up time and time again during the commission itself was uh, the definition of what is a threat uh, to national security and that as you mentioned in the piece they're using a CSIS definition for that which may not uh, capture where we are in 2023 when it comes to threats to to our security 
Absolutely. That's going to require some really careful attention. So at the time, the definition uh, was imported from the CSIS Act uh, because, so if you look at the parliamentary debate at that time, uh, what parliamentarians were saying was, we're going to use this definition from the CSIS Act because we just made the CSIS Act and uh, uh, you know put a lot of careful thought into that the definition there. So why don't we just use it again over here? But of course, what CSIS does is different from what government as a whole does. And so, uh, you know, there was lots of talk at the commission about whether it was appropriate to use that same definition. Uh, uh, Commissioner Rouleau does make a recommendation that we revisit that. It's important that everyone understand that playing around with this, you know, with any aspect of the threshold for declaring an emergency, even revisiting that definition, uh, you know, while we should give it a try, we're never going to get this right. So if we lower the threshold with some other definition, for example, it makes it easier for some future government to abuse the powers in this legislation. If we raise the power or raise the threshold, then some future government faced with a real crisis, they're not going to just throw their hands up and say, well, let's do nothing. Um, history shows, not in Canada necessarily, but globally, that governments are going to act whatever the law says. So we need to try to get the threshold as close as possible to whatever you know counts as right, but we're never gonna get it precisely right. Too high, governments will go around it. Too low, they'll abuse it. And we can't necessarily know what crises are gonna arise in the future, which makes it very hard to kind of pin pin uh, where to exactly. hook that threshold. Well, I'm hoping that, uh, that your op-ed piece is gonna be the catalyst for that sort of a conversation. Professor, thank you so much for spending some time with us this morning, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for the invitation, Bill. Take care. Know me, uh, Claire Lazar, professor, of course, at uh, University of Ottawa. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.